Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Good morning and welcome to a Tuesday. It's the Tyler Glenn Show. The show about food, fun places, and the mayhem of life. Hope your day is off to a great start. Uh, I didn't want to talk about it, but people are worried. Banking problems in the USA. Could that lead to banking problems for us here in Canada? Mark joins us from IG Wealth Management. He's formerly of uh, RBC Royal Bank. Uh, He's going to answer some basic questions for us. Coming up after eight o'clock, because people are a little, people are a little worried. And it turns out there isn't as much to worry about as you might think, but it's confusing. We need to know what's going on. He's going to tell us. Also, the topless, the topless ambush at the Juno Awards. Oh my goodness! Who's running around naked? It's Pie Day today. We're going to have some fun with pie. Fun places. Brent and Brenda are in Negril, Jamaica. They sent us pictures and video. Are they eating bugs like Bernice was yesterday? We'll find out. Good to have you along on the Tyler Glenn Show. So much to get to today. Oh, my gosh. And we start outside. Let's take a look outside and see how things are this morning. Uh, We got our cameras fixed. We've got our clocks fixed. It's like we got our shit together finally. Holy man. A new feature on the show today called Am I the Problem Here? And it has to do with kids' lunches. We've got a parent who is really upset this morning because she got uh, quite the correspondence from school involving her child's school lunch. Tuesday, March the 14th, it is Celebrate Scientists Day. It's Crowdfunding Day, Genius Day. International Ask a Question Day, and this whole SVB thing that's going on right now, it's all over the news. Banks in the news. That can't be a good thing, right? Actually, it could be, but I'm not the financial expert. Mark is, and he'll he'll tell us more after 8 this morning. It's Learning About Butterflies Day, Legal Assistance Day, National Children's Craft Day, Mother Day? Not quite sure about that. National Save a Spider Day? National Organize Your Home Office Day. It is Science Education Day. National Write Your Story Day. National Potato Chip Day. Quickly, best potato chip money can buy. Best potato chip money can buy. I'll tell you right now, through the pandemic and as inflation raged, I've always been a fan of ketchup chips, but there is President's Choice... I don't even know what they're called, but they come in a small and a and the supersized bag. They're the President's Choice ketchup, and they burn my mouth, and I love it. They burn the ketchup, literally burns my mouth. Miss Vicky's Spicy Dill is one. Onion and garlic old Dutch. I used to like them. That was my like my high school favorite. Onion and garlic old Dutch. Oh, there's another one for onion. You guys... Uh, don't be around you in the morning, onion and garlic, old Dutch. 
Loads of ketchup is what it's called. Thank you, Rochelle. Potato chip day. Yeah, you just can't beat ketchup. I don't know what it is. And it's so funny that my American friends, it's one of those stark Canadian contrasts. You know, you can't, not only can you not get ketchup chips down there, but then I'm I'm like telling them, it's like, hey, you guys got to try this. It's so awesome. And they're like, mm, what is this? Sharon says, it's the Ukrainian chip. Those ketchup chips are powerful. Spicy ketchup Miss Vicky's. Whenever I see the old Dutch truck, I fantasize about hijacking it. Oh, you and I together hijacking the old Dutch truck. He's on the side of the road. We're in the back of the truck. Ripping bags open. Ripping bags. I don't know if I like this one. Rip open another bag. Keep going through the bags till we find something we like. What would be better than than hijacking the old Dutch truck is, is being the official potato chip taster at Old Dutch. Okay, we got another one for you. Oh, it's all I do is work. Oh, man. I got to eat more chips. Jeez, how many chips can I eat? Can I at least have another Diet Coke? <laughs> Tasha says, I love the Old Dutch sour cream and cheddar. My daughter liked the Old Dressed, and I don't even know what that is. Old Dressed, does that mean everything is on it? People and their chips. Someone said that, yeah, it doesn't matter what it is. There's a. There's not a chip that... So I'm going to go into the other room, having a meeting I'm going to expect you to not touch any of those potato chips. He's going to go to the other room. Your potato chips are safe in my presence. I thank you, sir. He's got a little bowl. He's like one of these guys at work. Some people have candy at work. This guy's got potato chips at work, out there, on his desk. How long can you last? You can't last very long. Of course you're going to eat the potato chips. My ultimate favorite from back home was Humpty's Roast Chicken. Hey, look at this face chest. Uh-oh. <laughs> yeah, he knows. One, two, three, four, five. <laughs> <laughs> He's chips. 34. <laughs> Janelle, could you come in here, please? Uh-oh. Now shit's going to hit the fan. Yes, so, Mr. Greenblatt. Janelle, how many potato chips did you put in here today? 35. Oh, so he's he's I that anal that he's got thirty five chips. Happen to take any of yourself? Oh God, no! Why that would be stealing. It certainly would. As he freaks out, they were buddies before this all hit the fan, and now they're freaking out because he took one potato chip and he loses his mind. But I have to end the bit because I watch. Oh, he was on Last Man on Earth too. This bit goes south because they're freaking out, and then he demands that the Colonel Sanders-looking guy give back the potato chip. Well, how is he supposed to do that? Well, he demands that he spit it back into his hand, and then he does in the bit, and then he and then he just drops his hand in the potato. It's disgusting. It's gross. I'll save you. You know, people go crazy over potato chips. Look at the mayhem. He's going to flip the desk over. Oh, my gosh. Looks like sour cream and onion is the king of of our audience. Talking potato chips. And finally, it's pie day. It's it's every March 14th. It's that number. What is it? 3.14. I don't even know what we were supposed to use that number for. I really don't. But uh, when we say pie, I'm thinking pizza pie. And everyone gets one answer. And you have one pizza left to eat on the planet, and then tell me the place. What say you about the Juno Awards? 
other than everyone's going to be talking about the topless lady that jumped on stage when Avril Lavigne was trying to talk. Hip-hop and pop records fused. There she goes. Punjabi roots based in Big... So she's reading off the teleprompter, and she's like, oh, shit, who's this? And I love the camera angles. They just they, they zoom in on Avril, zoom away from the naked lady. Here we go. Victoria BC, his music is gay. Censors at CBC are going crazy, although some of the stuff they air. There she is. In Canada, the U.S. Uh-oh. Oh, look at the security. See, just quietly walking up. A worldwide. And I love how the security guards are, like, going on stage like I'm sneaking downstairs in the middle of the night to grab a cookie and not get busted by my family. Just like, oh, let's get in there as quietly as we can. There they go. Sneak, there's, get the fuck uh, off. Uh, oh, get the, get the fuck out of there. Oh, no. See, that's that's the part that offended me. Not a beautiful person's body. Oh, she dropped the F-bomb on television. Okay, so that's what people are going to be talking about this morning. They're going to be talking about Avril and how she was... Uh, actually, she won a Fan Choice Award last night, and The weekend uh, won some big awards last night, too. Look at look at the tables. I didn't realize. So it's half concert, half half dinner party? Like, I did not watch the Junos. Um, and not even, not even a little bit, uh, sorry, but, um, yeah, I, I find it interesting. Those tables, it's like, are they having a dinner? Why, why do they, are those plates really at the Juno awards? You're having a dinner, but yet it's like a concert. And what are they serving? Great story involving a Manitoba teen who got to meet Dolly Parton yesterday. And it was kind of like a, a Make-A-Wish Foundation type of thing that happened via Zoom for a girl in Steinbeck, I believe. Fallon loves singing and wanted to meet one of her favorite singers, Dolly Parton. So the Dream Factory, a charity which helped kids with life-threatening illnesses, made it happen. There's no real manual on how to get in touch with Dolly Parton, of course. Um, so one day last summer what? in the office, uh, me... You just look in the phone book. <laughs> of course I'm sure. Uh, our admin person, Julie, and my colleague, Ryan, <laughs> were in the office. We were kind of sending out some DMs on Instagram. Um, we thought maybe um, maybe we should make oh. some calls. Maybe that would be more receptive. And our admin person, Julie, called the mayor of Nashville. And he took her call. Whoa. She explained the situation. He That's what you got to do. You gotta, you gotta get in and at, with the mayor of Nashville. Very smart. Got us in touch with the mayor of Pigeon Forge, and they got us in oh. touch with Dolly's people. How cool is that? Wow! Meeting Dolly wasn't actually Fallon's number one dream. She says she most wanted to have a mom and dad, but since that dream came true already, oh her next one was Dolly Parton. So now she's two for two. Well, that is very cool, and you know that that just Dolly Parton is so philanthropic. It is pretty incredible, the the work that she does. But we do need your help with this one. Am I the problem? Back to bacon and chips. I am a 34-year-old mom whose son attends preschool. A few hours after I picked him up from school today, I got a phone call from his teacher. She made absolutely no effort to sound kind when she, in an extremely rude and annoyed tone, 
told me to stop packing my son such disgusting and inappropriate lunches. I felt absolutely appalled when she said this, as me and the teacher have, up until now, always maintained a very friendly relationship. She added that the lunches I'm packing my son are very distracting for the other students and have an unpleasant odor. I told her that I understand her concerns as the lunches I pack are definitely not the healthiest, but the lunches are according to my son's preferences. The usual lunch that I send him to school is consists of celery sticks with blue cheese and goat cheese, kimchi and spam, and spicy Doritos with sriracha. I'm trying to think of how that stuff smells. I ended the call by saying that I very much appreciate her worries, but that at the end of the day, I'm not going to drastically change my son's lunches and that it's not my fault if other students are distracted by his meal. It's very important to me what my son enjoys, and I want him to enjoy his lunch. The teacher sent an email to me about an hour ago saying my response was unacceptable and that his lunches are just too inappropriate to be sent to school any longer. I haven't responded yet. I don't know what to do. I want to maintain a healthy relationship with my son's teachers. I'm confused as to what to do. Rochelle says, ha, that's quite the preferences, but who is the teacher to call and be rude about it? Well, I'm wondering about the smell of the food. Is Is that what's causing the disruption, do you think? Is that what the issue is? And the question is, who is the problem here? I think it's the kid. Change your tastes, kid. (laughs) No, really, I think (laughs) I'd said something even more stinky the next day, but I'm petty. Okay. Send the kid with peanut butter sandwiches and see the uproar then. Jeez. I think some schools actually allow peanut butter now. Quinton says, I'm literally cooking up a ring of deer sausage for our kids' lunches. There's enough garlic to knock out a dozen vampires. I bet there is. I bet there is. It's a Dauphin recipe. Say no more, right? It's a good old Dauphin Ukrainian recipe. Yes, the peanut butter. Or or is it an issue of nutrition? Is it an issue of nutrition? I mean, maybe some of the stuff that's in this uh, spam, kimchi, goat cheese, it's, and celery sticks, seem, it seems okay to me, like nutrition-wise. I don't know. I'm not a dietitian. I do have a show about cheeseburgers and buffets and pizza. So maybe I'm not exactly the the right guy to ask about this, but I'm not see oh kimchi is sour cabbage. Okay, thank you. So that sounds like really healthy, but smelly. Does kimchi have a bad smell to it? Ooh, this could be a tougher question. So no, it's the cheese the teacher's complaining about. Okay. Okay, I'm not up on my the blue cheese. Okay. Okay, so blue cheese. Is that the cheese that smells? My sister used to say, uh, there's a cheese that smells like feet. I bet that's it. Put some of that stinky food in the teacher's desk when they around. <laughs> Drop the blue cheese in the top drawer. 
<laughs> that's that's a good idea. Reporter to the principal. Her comments regarding your son's food are disgusting and have an unpleasant tone. Come on, she's inappropriate. Shouldn't be teaching anyone. That's harsh. That has anger that needs to be reined in, says one person. I don't trust her to treat your son fairly after this outburst. If a foot could fart, that's blue cheese. However, I love it, and our son eats it all the time. So your house smells like garlic sausage and blue cheese. Okay, I'm glad that uh, we enjoy our visits outside, Quentin. I really sounds like the teacher needs a safe space. So, so it sounds like we've come down on the teacher here. The teacher needs a timeout. That's what it sounds like. If it's really causing an issue in the classroom, then I probably would have addressed it with the parent, but in a much more respectful way, says Sarah. And, you know, and this is, forgive me, and not everybody can do this, and I don't even think sometimes I am successful at it, but sometimes humor is a good way to approach things. Like, wow, I love blue cheese, but oh my gosh, you know, when I was a kid, my sister used to call it the stinky foot cheese. And some parents might go, yeah, my... I guess you do have to approach these very uh, respectfully and sensitively. But we've discovered that the problem is the blue cheese and that the teacher needs a timeout. And maybe humor needed to be involved. Am I the problem on each day of the Tyler Glenn show just to get some feedback? Manitoba drivers, are we the worst in Canada? I had posted on my Facebook page not all that long ago a picture of something that just drives me crazy. And when this topic came up, I'm like, okay, we, we got we to talk about this. Manitoba drivers, are, are we just simply the worst in the nation? The red vehicle needs to speed up because the green vehicle would like to get past the yellow vehicle. But yet, in our province, we can't get this figured out. No, Calgary drivers apparently are the worst. Alberta drivers, really? They love to tailgate. Oh, tailgaters are the worst. But what I can't figure out, this this really is my pet peeve. And, you know, even though people in Brandon have their blinkers broken, I think that, like, we do not believe in blinkers. We do not believe if a if a if a left turn or right turn is coming up, forget it. I sit at an intersection waiting, 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 waiting. Oh, and then they turn, but there's no blinker. It looks like we are, but it's because we're dodging potholes, says Sarah. Well, this is true. That is an actual true statement, Sarah. <laughs> Brandon roads create bad drivers. So can we just share this with our friends? Please, is it is it new drivers, people who are new to Manitoba? It is, and, and I love new Canadians. I, I love them. They're sweethearts. It's welcome, welcome, open arms. However, please, please remember to do this. Just stay in yellow, yellow, yellow safe. Yellows. Yeah, that burns my butt, but also, uh-oh. I, this, these comments are coming in fast and furious now. 
when you're following someone going super slow, and then finally when a passing lane comes, they go into the slow lane and floor it. Like, seriously, makes me so angry. Yeah, it's kind of like life, hey? Pick a lane and pick a speed. And what drives me crazy, and this happens in Winnipeg too. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna just pick on Brandon. This, that's why Manit- I'm asking: Are Manitoba drivers the worst in Canada? Because Winnipeg does it too. I think we have a lot of rule people, maybe, that are coming into Winnipeg, coming into Brandon, and don't understand what a four lane road is is maybe all about. Gaetan says there was a report that came out from CAA: most adults would fail their driving test. If they were to take it again, jeez, <laughs> oh, that's not good. That's not reassuring, Gaetan. That's not reassuring. But I, why do I think that that's accurate? Also, huge PSA, that little blinking light is for a reason. <laughs> Turn signals. Isn't that the truth? And that is that is a Brandon issue. I It drives me, oh, just ask my family. I just fly into a fit of road rage when I'm sitting at an uncontrolled intersection for what appears to be half an hour, and then because I'm I'm waiting for this car to approach the intersection, and I'm going to give him the right of way, and then at the last minute he turns. When if fifty feet back you had turned on your blinker, then I could have gone, and it would have got me to my destination eight point five seconds sooner. They may just think that they're going to get low on blinker fluid. Says Quinton. Nice. Drive to Saskatchewan, Miss Behaven says. It's all over. Rochelle says, I'm trying to get my son to get his learners, so stay off the sidewalks, everyone. Last time I was in Winnipeg, WD Jin says, mind you, we were sideswiped by a young guy that seemed to think it was my fault. Well, that's all. Sorry to hear that. As he tried to push me into the median in the middle. That we could do an entire show on Manitoba drivers. Oh my gosh. But I figured that it was an opportunity for me to issue this PSA uh, with regards to four lanes. And I think especially in Brandon, because it is a smaller community. Brandon is a, in Winnipeg. You, you do have this, but it's a little bit less because they've got major arteries. And if you do not adhere to this rule, you get mowed down. You really you get run over. And then in most bigger centers, that's that's how it goes. Friendly to Manitoba, my ass, especially on the roads. And you want to have fun. When you're driving in a city like Los Angeles, where you've got six lanes in in both directions, you really need to remember this. You need to remember, get the hell over to the right side of the freeway, or someone is literally going to roll you. And I mean, in LA, they're going... 120 miles an hour. I saw the little old lady from the the Tweety Bird cartoons. She had white hair. She had a bun in her hair. She had glasses on. She was crunched over the wheel of a Volkswagen Beetle bug, and she was going 110 miles an hour right past me, and the whole family were all driving in this car on the 405 freeway. We look over and laugh that this granny, she is... I can still see a picture of her in my mind. She is flying down the freeway. And I'm thinking no cop is going to stop her. She's too adorable. 
But holy shit, did she roar. Because I'm in a new vehicle. It's a rental. So, I mean, I drive my Breaking Bad car normally, but I'm in a rental. And the rental has all these computer gadgets on it and tells me how fast I'm going, how fast everyone's going within 50 feet. And this lady, the thing just goes, 110. What? 100 miles an hour. Gone. And I'm doing like 85, 90 just to keep up. And I'm thinking, oh, my God, if I was in my 2003 Pontiac Aztec, the wheels would be shaking. I'd be in a ditch in no time. You got to have a vehicle. You got your vehicle's got to be right if you're going to be traveling a a big freeway like that because you're going to be in trouble. And then you come to a place like Brandon or Winnipeg and it's ah, the driving is just Oh, this is pear. This is nothing. This is relax. This is Sunday driving. So let's adhere to the rules. Let's adhere to the rules. Although, although Clark, those little lights aren't blinking. It's not. It's not sunny, Brenda. It's not sunny. It's little twinkle lights. That is relaxing. That is relaxing right there. Nice boat ride on the ocean, taking a look at those beautiful homes that they've got there, all those different colors. Now, they could use a little bit more sunshine. I'm not going to lie. But you know what? If you're going to be, I, I wouldn't be complaining if I'm in Jamaica on a boat like this. Here's more shots. Brent and Brenda, I believe they're there for three weeks. Two for sure. I'll tell you, jerk chicken. There is nothing like jerk chicken in Jamaica. Jerk chicken and red stripe beer. So... I I asked Mark to join the show because obviously SVB is in the news. SVB is Silicon Valley Bank. Now, we we have a tech sector in Canada, but I'm thinking, Mark, what what does this mean for us? Because people are kind of scared right now when they hear about banks failing. And after COVID, things have become incredibly unstable. We've got all this inflation. People are worried about paying their bills. In layman's terms, what is happening right now? So, <clears throat> excuse me. The uh, the main thing that uh, we need to realize is that the banking system in the states. <clears throat> sorry about that. Um, they uh, they're more of a private system than we are in Canada. So the problem that they have down there is the money and cash that they have on hand in the banks is essentially the money they have to operate on. So these banks will do investments inside themselves to essentially keep themselves afloat. So SVB was a really good example of having real estate and uh, government bonds on hand to earn money on the deposits they had. And the interest rates rising actually caused the bond values to drop. Um, So essentially the money that they had saved uh, was kind of dwindling away and it scared the people that had their deposits in there. So people were rushing in Thursday and Friday and taking their money out of the bank. Well, that's the money they needed to operate and essentially uh, took out more money than they had, uh, forcing them to sell these bonds at a loss. And uh, it's just it was a downward downward spiral, I guess, from there. So the, the biggest thing that we don't have to worry about in Canada is that 
more our banking system is more controlled from the Bank of Canada, um, and they don't have to worry about having the banks actually funding with their own money. Credit unions are a little bit different, where they kind of do run that way. Um, but they do. There is still protections. In. For someone like me who's just simply investing, say, in an RRSP, and I've got a mortgage, and I've got my credit cards, and you know, I'm watching what's happening on the news. How should I be looking at what's happening in the states right now? So I know it sounds like it's scary because it brings back a whole lot of memories from 2008 with the banking system down there kind of failing. Um, and then causing, you know, the, the financial crisis that we had in 2008. Um, the way that a lot of people will look at this in the future, because hindsight's 2020, um, is I think this is going to be a big catalyst for them to either stop raising interest rates or start lowering interest rates. Uh, they, they raise the interest rates to slow inflation. And the reason why this would be a big catalyst for that is because the interest rates getting up this high is starting to cause those government bonds to drop so much that a lot of the banks, even like uh, Signature Bank in New York, uh, was taking a big hit. And it was the same thing. They hold a lot of government bonds. So if they keep raising the interest rates, these banks are going to essentially keep bleeding money. So for them to stop doing that, they're going to have to either stop raising interest rates or start lowering them, which is going to be good for the economy and it's going to cause things to spike and get the market back on track. So really, this could end up being good news for us then. Like for, I call them, I'll say myself, the little people, because I'm the little people <laughs> of the world. Um, I think that so that the big bankers who are forcing these interest rates up are going to stop. Kind of like a check engine light. Yeah, well, so the, the, the government's the one forcing the interest rates up. The bankers are the ones that have to deal with it, right? So uh, as the interest rates go up, they do that to kind of force spending to stop because the more people spend, the higher price they can charge for things. But if they can slow down the spending by raising the cost of spending, uh, i.e. interest rates, then it slows spending down and it uh, causes the prices and inflation to kind of slow down. And our inflation has been crazy. Like they, they say 4 or 5% um, you know, up to seven or eight percent. I I've been to the grocery store. It's like one hundred and fifty percent a month. It feels like. <laughs> well, and I, that was going to be my next question, Mark. Is that normally in 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 other times when interest rates go up, um, you know that that does curtail things like home purchases and car purchases and maybe buying some new furniture, things like that. But it. You you just hit the nail on the head to some degree here that the interest rate hikes don't appear to be having an effect on food. It is, except for there's another factor when it comes to food, and especially in Canada um, with the carbon tax, uh, you know we've got a lot of transportation increases coming through um, with the cost of actually getting the food to the stores, um, and then supplemental you got um, factories or produce places that are having to pay way more for carbon um, prices for their greenhouses. So, you know, those costs are getting passed down to the consumer. They're going from the greenhouse to the transport companies and everybody's tacking on their extra that they've got to pay. And, uh, you know, inflation or not, it's just, uh, you know, we're kind of getting hit in every aspect. Okay, so now what do we do? We're going to watch intently the news and 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 it just seems like the news continues to be troublesome uh, because when they're using the words bank and failure it makes everybody nervous but this is mostly a u.s story can could we catch a cold even or if the u.s sneezes can we catch a cold mark 
Yeah. Well, being, being the U.S.'s hat, sometimes that happens. <laughs> um, so uh, it, it definitely can. Uh, any catalyst or any, uh, any news like this can affect the market for sure. Um, you know, the European market before the U.S. market opened yesterday was down incredibly in, in anticipation of what would happen on Monday morning. And uh, the Canadian market was one of the only ones that actually ended up in the negative. And it was, wasn't even that bad. Like there, there wasn't like a whole big, huge dip. It wasn't a drop by a thousand points across the board. It was just straight uh, kind of they, they came in with uh, the new government program for lending to banks, essentially allowing the banks down there to borrow money from the government instead of having to cash out these bonds. So that stopped the bleeding really, really quick. And then the Federal um, Deposit Insurance Corporation, which covers deposits in banks down there, we have the same kind of thing here. Uh, but they essentially came through and committed to covering all these people that took losses so that they wouldn't take a big loss on their investments and their money that was in the bank. So they really did step up and make some really quick moves on there, which was good because uh, the market is fragile right now, like you said at the start of the conversation. So for them to be able to act really fast and get this done um, was a really, really good show of um, care and and uh, due diligence on their behalf. Miss B says, typical Americans, LOL, toilet paper panic 2020. Now it's a money panic in 2023. I, I had to fight the urge, quite honestly, Mark, when I was watching the news on the weekend, I thought to myself, Monday morning, should I run down to the bank and pull out a bunch of cash to have on hand? And I really had to fight that urge. And I'm kind of glad I did because realizing that there is a bit of hype with this and um, this isn't the largest bank to ever foreclose in the United States, but it is the second largest, isn't it? Yeah, and they changed the re- they changed regulations after that, and so there there are checks and balances in place in Canada. You won't see that very often, if any. There might be some private banks that might be at risk of that, but there are still protections in place that the Canadian government and the Bank of Canada has put in place. So it would be very very rare, and you'd have to have a really really um, specific set of circumstances for that to happen. All right. Looks like you've uh, alleviated a lot of people's concerns this morning, Mark. There is not one question here. Everybody seems to be calm, cool, and collected, thanks to your advice. So I'm going to ask one final question because we got the guy here that's going to get us rich, right, Mark? You're going to make us rich. Well, give us a really good money tip that we can use today because stuff is ugly. In, like we just talked about the cost of everything. What is a good money tip that that you can give us this morning? So the, the the main one that I can give, because this is something that a lot of people don't really realize, is your tax-free savings account that everybody's available. Everybody in Canada that essentially has been 18 since 2009, you've got you know lots of room in there now. If you've been, we're 18 in 2009, you can put almost $85,000 in, 92000 I believe it is this year. A lot of people don't realize that it's not just a savings account. It should have been called a tax-free investment account. Okay, so the reason why I say that is because you can invest in almost every type of um, vehicle in the tax-free savings account. So you can have mutual funds, you can have GICs, you can have stocks, you can hold ETFs. There's a lot of different things. But that's the place where you want to make your money. You don't pay tax on those gains. So why wouldn't you want to make the money in there? Yeah, that makes total sense. That's that's awesome. Um, last awesome meal you had. What, what was it? Uh, <laughs> go out somewhere and have some good because we're the show about food and fun places. So t- tell us about something awesome you ate lately. Well, I uh, I'm a big seafood guy and I really like cooking for myself. I cook a lot. 
Um, and uh, I did have a small steak and lobster supper for uh, um, just for myself because I had them here and they were on sale at Sobeys. And uh, but yeah, but those uh, those, <laughs> those three ounce uh, lobster tails they just said they're like big shrimp. Um, I actually buy full boxes of Cuban rock lobster tails from a place called um, Neptune Mariner in Winnipeg. And uh, the last time I had one of them, the tail I pulled out was 36 ounces and it was as big as my forearm. So I I enjoyed that. It was a heck of a Where is that place? Where is that Uh, place? Over in the north end, uh, just on the other side of the tracks from where the Health Science Center is. And it's called Neptune Lobster? Uh, Mar- Mariner left Mar- Neptune Mariner or Mariner let Neptune. Okay, so I'll just and watch, watch for Neptune. Yeah, you got to uh, you got to call it at least two hours beforehand. Um, oh. Yeah, it was pretty expensive. A box of fourteen or or fifteen tails was about four hundred and fifty bucks. But whoa, yeah. <laughs> whoa, yeah. But whoa, uh, so. you know, you, if you can find a few people to pitch in on, it's yeah. not that bad. And it was a heck of a meal. Oh, Mark, it is so good to see you. Hey, thanks for making the time and uh, putting our minds at ease. Mark from uh, IG Wealth Management. Thanks, Tyler. Thank you. I, by the Health Sciences Center, it's on my radar. However, he was, that's expensive, a box of those lobster tails, 400 bucks. But are you tired of having a forgettable brand? Would you rather have your customers be raving fans and make your brand's vision a reality? Daba Graphics will help you create a lasting impression with a full-service digital design and marketing team. Did you know that Daba Graphics helped create the visual identity and website for the Tyler Glenn Show? Uh, From logo and website design to digital marketing strategies, Daba Graphics can help your brand stand out from the competition. There's no more average. Work with their team of experts to create a visual identity that truly reflects your brand's unique personality and vision. And get the marketing support you need to take your business to the next level. Don't settle for a forgettable brand. Oh, no. Head on over to dabagraphics.com. That's D-A-B-A. Daba, yabba, daba, doo. Dabagraphics.com. And let's make your dreams a reality. Oh, we found it. You guys are awesome. Thanks, Natasha. Marinerneptune.com will split a case. Yeah. It's $400. I think that yeah, we'll we'll split a case with like six other people. We'll we'll get it. We'll get a ton of, or ten other people. Their pickerel looks amazing. Well, Mark was not only good for his financial uh, information, but he was good for lobster. The minute I saw this, I said to myself, "I have got to save this for the Tyler Glenn show." Things are busy. Life is busy, and sometimes we forget what's important. And this video reminds us about what's important. Maybe you've seen this. It doesn't even need sound because it's a school recital. Looks like it's Christmas time. And you just have to focus on the little girl who is second from the right in front of what looks to be a teacher in the elf hat focus on her because she's in a bit of state of panic because she's been practicing and wants to make sure she sees her mom and dad and watch the look on her face look at her face where's my parents where's my parents where's my (gasps) look at the pure joy 
pure joy. And she's so happy, she starts to cry. You work overtime to provide your kid with everything they need, but sometimes the most important thing they need is just you being there. I love that. Her reaction is so precious. Where's my mom and dad? Where's my mom and dad? Where are they? There it is. There's the million-dollar shot. There's my mom and dad. There's my mom and dad. Oh, I'm so happy I'm going to start to cry. That'll put a smile on your face and a reminder that they'll replace you at work in a second. But they will not replace you at home in a million years. Right? Let's take a look and see what else we've got going on. Oh, I wanted to show you real quickly. Shoppers. Attention, shoppers. Especially cross-border shoppers. The new Target is ready for business in Minot. They have been working on this for a while. If you're a cross-border shopper and you've been hopping down to Minot time and again, they have ripped They had ripped up the front of that store. It was a complete pain in the rump to get into the Dakota Square Shopping Center. And I got an email from them late last week that said that the Target main entrance is officially back open. Customers can now enter through the main exterior entrance or the mall entrance. They're still doing some work on the Starbucks. But if you do border hop and you like to shop at Dakota Square Mall, you'd be happy to know that they have increased the size of their Target. And Target is a super popular store. Super, super popular. Although couldn't they couldn't make a go of it in Canada because it was run differently up here. But anyway, thought I'd throw that in there because they had made mention of it, and I appreciate them keeping me in the loop so that I can keep you in the loop. So Flair Airlines, um, speaking of travel, maybe you've heard this. Flair Airlines had, had four of their planes like locked up. You, you thought you were challenged paying your bills. What's going on? Have you have you flown Flare Airlines? I haven't. How, was it okay? Did you do you know of somebody who flew Flare Airlines and it was okay? I don't know. All I know is that their seven thirty sevens they had their they had their planes seized, and now the CEO is making headlines this morning because he says that. Uh, there are Canadian airlines that are trying to lease the planes out from under them. Apparently, this is causing quite a stir because it's a serious claim to make. Gaetan says, I did back in May of last year, not any issues, but I've heard of horror stories. Well, and you do have to be careful with that. I think that this story concerns me more. You'd hate to, you'd hate to be at a destination and then not have a ride home. And quite frankly, Sunwing this winter concerned me greatly when they weren't able to fulfill their obligations to get people back. It's one thing to go on vacation. You hope you get home from vacation, right? Natasha says no accountability with Flair Air. One blogger says the accusations that Jones, the CEO of Flair Airlines, is making are very serious, arguing that a leasing company and a competing airliner working together to try and seize the carrier's planes isn't an accusation that should be taken lightly. Does Jones know something he's not revealing, or is this a case of our competitors must hate us 
So they got to be behind it. Fortunately, the truth will come out soon enough. Air Canada claims that it has not spoken to any of the, the leasers. That leaves WestJet as the only other major airline in Canada that might be messing with them. One thing is for sure. If there's no merit to the claim, then this is very, very bad for Flair. No kidding. No matter how you slice it, it's alarming if an airline lacks the liquidity to make an aircraft lease payment. Ladies and gentlemen, we can't get off the ground. Uh, we, we will be passing a hat around the interior cabin of the airplane. If you would kindly put a $20 bill, we'll stop at the um, jet fuel gas station uh, on the way uh, out of the airport. And we appreciate your continued support. Like, that's really what this says, right? It is alarm. If Flair executives had reason to believe that the leasing company and a competitor were conspiring, they should be going to government regulators. I don't know. It concerns me doing business in Canada from grocery stores to airlines. You know, it's the government, you know, they regulate stuff that shouldn't be regulated and they're they're not regulating stuff that should be regulated. And it's and, and we should have all kinds of competition when it comes to cell phone companies in this country. You have chocolate and vanilla. When I want to get on an airplane in this country, I've got chocolate and vanilla. When I go to buy grocery stores in this country, I've got two flavors. We need more flavors. We need competition. And, you know, they had Galen Weston in Ottawa doing this, and the guy from Sobeys was there, too, and they're testifying, and that's all a bunch of crap. It's just just complete bullshit. Complete bullshit. And in their defense... Why are they even there? Like, it just wasted everybody's time, in my opinion. Because companies are allowed to make a profit. There's nothing wrong with that. They make a very good profit in Canada. But it, the problem is this. There's no competition. It can all be solved with more competition. That's what the problem is. It's the problem with our cell phones and why we only have, like, two companies to choose from and two airlines to choose from, and two grocery stores to choose from. We need more competition. Now I'm oversimplifying it. I know we've got more than three grocery stores. But what I'm saying is is that if we had more grocery stores, more airlines, and more cell phone companies, that's what pushes the cost of things down. But that falls to the feet of any government. And I don't want to get into politics. I'm just saying that we need competition. And and the, the, the real problem for us up here is that the closest competition and the easiest competition is the behemoth of 300 million people to the south of us. And there's concern, yeah, we'll let, we'll let the competition in there. They will crush us. So then we should sharpen our pencil and get ready. Do we think that someday that's not going to happen? I mean, do we, some, do we someday think that American Airlines is not going to fly into Winnipeg? That could, I mean, we have them flying in now to get us to like Minneapolis and U.S. destinations and stuff like that. But what if someday American Airlines flies from Winnipeg to Vancouver? I mean, is that the is that the end of the world? Is that necessarily a bad thing? What if Kroger started selling groceries in Canada? Is that necessarily a bad thing? Gaetan says, I totally agree, but we don't have the population to support all those. Isn't that what, was it Rouge? Flair and Swoop trying, not pretending to know a lot about the economy by any stretch. 
I think that you're you're right. I think we're. I think you're right, Gaetan. Is that the market isn't that big, but unfortunately, because the Americans can treat us like a state, because we're basically California, we're basically Texas. I think Texas and California might be bigger than us system and but they have such huge efficiencies but air canada is massive don't kid yourself air canada air canada has grown into this world-class huge company but so is rogers like for for cell phones and stuff rogers is a massive company 239 brand and more like alaska with the temperature yeah that's true anyway sorry about the soapbox but you know, I, I don't know what to make of the Flair Airline thing. I think that you travel at your own risk if you're going with Flair right now because, again, there's huge instability there, and you need to know because we're the show about food and fun places and the mayhem of life. Switching gears to food. This just in from studyfinds.com. Fried foods for life. One in four say eating healthy stresses them out. Why do you need the stress? It's what cheese. It's why God created cheeseburgers in nature, as the anti-stress. Two thirds of us claim to ignore taste our taste buds if it meant that they'd be healthy. Sixty-four percent, according to new research, in a poll of two thousand adults examining what healthy foods look like, most respondents say, if there was a superfood that had all the nutrients they could possibly need, they would eat it. One in four say eating healthy stresses them out. So why be stressed? It's even tougher when the food seems to be poison or missing nutrients anyway, says WGWDGIN. Veggie forward. I went and bought those. Well, I didn't. Tracy bought the veggie chips, those, those veggie fries. I think they're called veggie fries. They look like French fries. And they've got vegetables on the front of them, and you they look like a bag of fries. And veggies, veggies, it's it's it, 90% veggies. And I flipped it over, and I compared it to like a bag of nachos, and basically it was the same nutritional value. And I'm thinking, whoa, that's some good marketing right there. Veggies, front and center, hey? Veggies, the veggie snack, veggie crisps, or I don't know what they're called. But may, you've probably seen them. Those surveyed prioritized foods that have the right amount of protein. We love our protein and watch our carbs. And we admit that our diet could use both more vitamins and fiber. The, uh, the poll conducted by Green Chef results also showed that most respondents believe their diet is at least somewhat balanced, about three quarters of us, although 51% admit that just half of our weekly meals are healthy. Healthy foods, they're keeping the healthy foods from us. Now, you know what? I, I wish that were the case. It is something that I don't buy because I eat garbage and we all because it tastes good. And they just they make the they make the stuff taste good and then we eat garbage. Oh, because good food tastes bad. Celery's boring and awful. I don't care what anybody says. You know when celery is good? When you put bacon in it, it's cheaper to eat garbage. <laughs> but it's the reality. It's what what has happened. If I have a problem with with manufacturers and restaurants and food companies, it's the fact that they have hacked the code. 
They've gotten into our brains, our evolutionary appetite for for what our brain says is the beautiful food. Now, our, our bodies, of course, react differently. We're not as healthy as we should be. We aren't getting the vitamins. I, I agree with all that stuff. But it's because our brains have been hacked by the beautiful, delicious bacon, butter, saturated fats, the stuff in nature that used to be hard to find. We'd have to work pretty hard. We'd have to hunt a lot to get sugar. No, you wouldn't have to hunt for sugar. We'd have to harvest sugar. But my point being is that things like sugar and fat were hard to get. You had to work hard. You had to go out and get it and do stuff for it. And now I go to 7-Eleven. I can I don't need to go hunting on the wild prairie for a chicken and then farm for 8 months to get a couple of stalks of sugar cane. No. I go to 7 and get myself a 4 liter pail of frozen sugar water and scarf that puppy down with 10 pounds of fried chicken followed by a bag of corn Doritos, the corn I don't know where that came from. But it but my brain goes Oh, ho, 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 ho. we won the lottery of life. You are the Superman. And that's really what it is. And that is your, your biology class and the lesson of food. So now we're realizing that eating healthy stresses us out because, again, there is just so much of that good addictive food out there. And now I'm not saying it's all good for you because it isn't. But the reality is, is that they know what sells. And just like cigarettes, just like alcohol, just like a variety of other things that hijack the brain, sometimes our delicious food can do that. And I am the poster child for that because vegetables suck. They suck. Ugh, vegetables. No, you know what vegetables are good? The ones soaked in butter. That's a good vegetable. Celery. You know when celery tastes good? Again, yes, absolutely a touch, unless it's wrapped in bacon. Or you've got Hidden Valley Ranch. You want to talk about a company that has hacked the brain. Oh, God, Hidden Valley Ranch. Hidden Valley Addiction. We should... Uh, my name is Tyler. I'm here at the Hidden Valley Clinic. I have a Hidden Valley addiction to the <laughs> the creamy <laughs> the, the, the the creamy dressing from God. <laughs> Don't forget, we will have our grand prize draw for the year's supply of bacon coming up on Friday. You don't want to miss that. It's hopefully we're going to have just an epic St. Patrick's Day. To be able to have green beer on St. Patrick's Day with you live at a bar in Ireland where there and I've been stalking this bar. I've got it all picked out and I've got it ready to go. And they party. It is going to be, oh, so 7 a.m. beer. No, we'll, we'll check in with the bar because there's a seven hour time change. Six hours, seven hour. So like it's three o'clock in the afternoon there right now. But then what we'll do is we'll have some af- we'll have afternoon time, some afternoon time on St. Patrick's Day. That's the game plan right now. I have uh, I've reached out to this bar 
and uh, been in contact with them. It it looks so much. It's so fun. I hope it comes together. If it comes together, it is going to be epic, and we'll have ourselves a blast. But uh, I may need a bit of your time on St. Patrick's Day in the afternoon. Because we'll have green beer. We'll have some fun. In the meantime, look at your Tuesday is underway. I hope you have a great day. We have just six days to go until spring, okay? So hang in there. You can do it, okay? We're going to do this again tomorrow. Thank you so much. Thanks for the blessings, Kathleen. Have a blessed day, everyone. Make it a great day. Thank you for being part of the Tyler Glenn Show, the show about food, fun places, and the mayhem of life. Please make an effort to join us again tomorrow, 7 till 9 Central. The show is always available on Twitch, twitch.tv slash Tyler Glenn Show. And the audio version is on Red Circle or wherever you get your podcasts. And don't forget, check out TylerGlennShow.com, TylerGlennShow.com for news, notes, and everything Tyler Glenn Show. Spread the word. It's always a lot of morning fun. And we are the fastest growing morning show in Manitoba, in all of Manitoba. Thank you for being a part of it. Have a great day. 